Oh, man, let me read you a verse of Scripture today. I'm just excited about God. I'm just excited about what God is doing in our church and the direction that God is leading our church and the things that's, that's happening. And I mean, I just think God is just going to do greater things this year than last year. Amen? I think the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. So let me read you a couple of verses. Psalms 135 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise him, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you this morning. He's talking about you. are standing in the house of the Lord today. In the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord. For the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. So this morning, as Joey gets ready to lead us into worship, we want you to join him in song. We'll have the words on the screen. And it is pleasant to the Lord when we do that. Amen? I want to please the Lord today. How about you? I'm excited. Brother Herschel is going to be ministering today. We're excited about what the Lord has put on his heart today. And then we'll start a brand new sermon series next week called Trailblazers. I'm excited about that sermon series. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be in your house today. The opportunity, Father, to worship you in spirit and truth, to worship you, Lord, in the beauty of holiness this morning. I thank you, Father, Lord God, for what you're going to do in this house today, Father. I believe, God, that lost people are going to get saved, sick people are going to get healed, and bound people are going to be set free. We believe it. We declare it. We claim it in the name of Jesus Christ today. Father. We release the presence of God into this house today to minister. We release healing. We release salvation. Father, you said, God, whatever we loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever we bind on the earth will be bound in heaven, Father. And so today, God, we're releasing these things in the atmosphere. I pray, God, that your splendor will, will visit us today. The weightiness of who you are, God, your Shekinah glory will fill the house today, God. I pray that everyone that came in will leave differently, Father, Lord God, and we we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness. In Jesus' name we pray. And come on, give God a great big hand clap of praise as Joey gets ready to lead us into worship. Who can be again? 
Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you.
Show me one 
Praise the Lord today. The scripture says all things are possible to them that believe. Do you believe this morning? I said, do you believe this morning? The Bible says if any two of us would come into an agreement on anything on this earth, that our Father in heaven will do it. Come on, somebody needs to shout this morning. He says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask according to the power that works on the inside of us. Maybe you're here this morning, before we change the order of the service here in just a second, maybe you're here this morning and you're praying for something that seems impossible. If you Just raise your hand this morning. You're praying for something that just seems impossible. There's a hand. Anybody else? Don't give up. Don't give up this morning. 
Don't throw in the towel this morning. I know it looks bleak. I, I know it looks tough. I know it looks like it ain't going to happen, but I just believe that we serve the God of the impossible this morning. I believe we serve the God that is able to do all things this morning. He told Moses, my name is Amy. He said his name is I am that I am, and I believe he's on the scene. Hallelujah this morning. Somebody needs to shout. Somebody needs to praise God today. Praise your way to your miracle. Hallelujah. My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. Woo! Praise the Lord today. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I got some announcements that I wanted to do before this, but the anointing is so strong. Herschel, just come on up here this morning. I don't want to, I don't want to interfere with what God wants to do this morning. Hallelujah. We always pray that his will be done in this service as it is in heaven. And so we're going to turn our brother loose this morning, and he's going to share what the Lord has laid on his heart today. And we just, you just, just receive what the Lord's got. I don't know the whole sermon. I just know the title. So I'm excited about it. Amen. I'm going to tell you, this is, uh, I'm going to be real with you. This sermon was more, I believe, for me than it was for anyone. As I was reading this and I started studying this back way beginning of hunting season, I was sitting in a tree stand and I was up here at church and there was a young man that uh, he made a statement to me and he said he was, he was a recovering alcoholic or a recovering drug addict. And I don't think that I'm downing you because I'm not. That's not what I mean by that. I felt bad because I didn't correct him. I'll be honest with you, I felt bad because I didn't correct him. Because he's a child of God. Amen. He is not. He is not a recovering alcoholic. He is not a recovering drug addict. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are made new again. He is a child of the king. He is an heir and a joint heir to Jesus Christ. I should have corrected him. I should have told him who he was. Because I want you to, I want you to know there's a man here every time he sees me, he says, hey, preacher. He don't know how much that lifts me up and, and helps me go through the next week. So I want you to know today, this, this is the question I had for you today, and I, I want you to understand, who are you? I want you, to, I want you to answer that to yourself. I don't want you to scream it out. I want you to answer it. But then I want you to answer it after this sermon. And I want you to see the miracles that can come through your life because of who you are. Not who you was, but who you are now. That is about the sermon. That's the, hey, I believe the scripture preaches itself. All I got to do is present myself for the Lord's work because I am created for his work, for his workmanship. You are too. You are a child of the king. That's who you are today. <laughs> I'm going to read my first, if you want to get your Bibles out and go to John chapter 145 and 46, and I'm going to read these scriptures. And I was going to read two other scriptures first, but I, I believe the Lord was telling me to read these first, and then I'll go to those, and then I'll go on. And I'll, It might be a 15-minute sermon, and it might be a 45. I don't know. This is God's time. It ain't mine. I promise you, it is not my time. I've just got to present myself for him to the work. All right. Philip findeth Nathaniel 
and said unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there be any good come out of Can there be any good come out of Nazareth? He said, Come and see. I'm challenging you right now, come and see. I believe there's some good that can come out of us. Hey, I know because he that lives in us is greater than the world. Hey, it ain't us, it's him that lives in us. I started reading this, and, uh, and you could take a seat. And uh, as I read this scripture, and I started thinking about it, Jesus was raised up in that in that city. He was brought up. Apparently, in that, in that city, must have been a very bad city. It, it, I can't really find a whole lot of scripture or a whole lot of documentation on the city itself but apparently they must not have thought much of it and I don't know about y'all but I know a lot of people didn't think much of me growing up I don't know about y'all but I, I guarantee you there's some people out here right here today that could say that there's a whole lot of people thought that you was a you was left aside that you was as well just go ahead and give up because you ain't got no chance <laughs> but they forgot who was raised up in the city they didn't realize when uh, they didn't know who was raised up in the city. They don't know who's raised up in her heart today. Hey, they don't know who's raised up in us. Hey, do you know who's been raised up in you? That tells you who you are. That tells you exactly who you are is if who was raised up in you. Mark. 6, 5, and 6, it says, And he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the village teaching. I think he had to tell them who they was. I believe when he started teaching, he started telling them who they was. Listen, I want you to understand today that so many times we don't think there are any good or any miracles can come out of our hands because of what we was. We get trapped in what we was instead of seeing who we are today. So many times we get, we get put in the back. We start thinking about the past instead of worrying about what the future is. So many times I do. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I do. I down myself, I bring myself down to this level. And, I, and I've got a great mother-in-law that always says, Herschel, you're a lot better than that. <laughs> I, I mean, she really does. She says, you're a lot smarter than that because I put myself down sometimes because I don't realize who I am. We've got to figure out who we are. Hey, this uh, pastor confirmed this message last week when he said he wanted the church to com be complete this, this year. If we don't know who we are, we can't be complete in Christ. I promise you, you will be set aside. You cannot complete without knowing who you are and who's inside of you. I told a girl the other day, we were sitting there talking. I said, if, if you don't know you're going to heaven, you're probably not going. We got to know our destination. We got to know where we're headed. We got to know who's done it for us. We got to know who raised us up and who raised up in 
you're not who you was yesterday. You ain't the same person you was when I hope that God you ain't the same person that you was when you walked in. That's my biggest prayer. That when you leave here, you know who you are. I don't care if you've been a Christian all your life. I asked somebody the other day, they give me their name. I asked a pastor the other day when we eat lunch, he said, I'm a child of God. And the person I asked asked me, and I said the same question, I said the same thing. She said, Well, I figured you would. I figured that'd be your answer. Because that's who I am. And I've done studied this word. I know who he says that I am. I just got to continue to tell myself who I am. Listen, we got to know who we are. Listen, Abraham, and I'm going I'm to go on. Abraham, who all knows about Abraham? His name was Abram, right? He went 99 years with the promise of God that he was going to have a son. I want you to see this. 99 years he went. And the Lord come to him and said, you're going, to, you're going to have a son. And he marveled and laughed in his heart because he was 99 years old. In Genesis 17 and 5, he says, Neither shall the name anymore be called Abram. Anymore be called Abraham. But the name shall be called Abraham for the father of many nations. Listen, I'm here today to tell you who you are. Just as God come to Abraham and told him who he was, hey, within that year, I want you to understand, within that year, he had Isaac. After he realized who he was, God had to change his name, change his thinking process, and realize who he was. He was the father of many nations. He had to have that mentality, that mindset to know who he was to where he could fulfill God's promises. He even changed Sarah. It was Sarah, and he changed it to Sarah, even though it didn't mean much because both of them meant the same word, princess. But he still had to change both of their minds. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it the way I feel. I believe he had to have a child with Sarah because that's who God called them to be together. They was jointed fitly together. He couldn't go out of wedlock and have a son to be the promised son. Me and and Tara... That's my wife. Any promise God gives me, he gives her. That's just like the pastor. Him and Stacy has to pastor this church together because the promise is unto him, but it falls on his wife too. I'm telling you right now, we got to know who we are. Abraham and Sarah had to realize they had to have their names changed by God to see who they was. Hey, because they was all messed up. They 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 just didn't believe anymore. I'm not saying they didn't have faith in God because they really had faith because when God said get up and go, they got up and went to a land they didn't know nothing about. But they still went. But the time went by that they kind of just said, well, maybe I just ain't going to have a son, Sarah. It's just I'm too old. How many times we say we're too old to do things for God? Oh, we've been Christians too long. Oh, we, we, they ain't no miracles can come from us because we've just been doing it too long. 
I ain't seen nothing in a while, so I don't think I can, I don't think I can do anything. But as far as I know, there ain't very many 99-year-old 90, women have a child. And not much, not just have a child, but raise that child. And seen it in adulthood and taught it the way God's Word said to teach it. Listen, when God does work and He makes a promise to us, <laughs> it's going to happen. But sometimes we don't see God's miracles in our lives because we don't know how to get out of the way because we're still stuck on what we was instead of who we are. We get stuck on the past. See, I, I look at, uh, I think Saul, and I look back at Saul and on the road to Damascus, and, and God had to change his name because people knew Saul, that he was a murderer of the brethren. What do you know, does anybody know what Paul meant, stands for? Humble. Humble. I don't know about you, but you've got to realize that man was ruthless when it come to the Christians. He didn't, he wasn't one bit humble. But on that road of Damascus, I don't know the road that you took to hit this altar to break down and went to a broken heart and a contrite spirit. I don't know the road that you took to get that, what Paul got on that road. I have no clue. But it's a new creature. He was a new man when he rose up out of that watery grave. In my opinion, that old grave shows that you leave the past in the water, in the ground, in the dirt. That way when you come up, you are a new creature, and it don't matter what everybody else says. It's what God's Word says. That's why it's so important for the body of Christ to read the Word for themselves so they know what God says in their hearts and what God says to them and tells them who they are because you know, I promise you, the world will beat us down. The world will keep us down. They do not want to see the miracles of God fulfilled in this world right now. And I hate to tell you, you can look at it like this, and I ain't politicking, trust me. But in Turkey... In April 6th, I won't say the year because I don't want to be politicking. They was somebody made a statement said this is a country of a lot of Christians. But we don't consider ourselves a Christian nation. When we start telling people that we're not a Christian nation, look what the world's went to. Look what this, what this country has went to. When we start telling ourselves who we are, what we say, means a lot in our life. I really believe what we speak on our lives is what we are. I don't care if you say you're a deadbeat, you're going to be a deadbeat. If you're going to say yourself, you tell yourself you're a child of the king, you're going to be a child of the king. You're going to be a prince. That's why he sends people like me to tell you who you are. Because he wants you to know who you are. I don't care if you're on the internet or right here right now. You are a child of the king. And if you're not, I promise you there are a way to be there. All you got to do is come with a broken heart and a contract spirit and we'll baptize you the same day if you need to be. The water's a little cold, but it'll be hot when you come back. I promise you. In Proverbs, it says this. It says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruits of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. I really believe what we speak is what we are. Just because of that scripture, I've looked at that scripture so many ways. 
we are what we speak. And when, and when we say that we're going to be a blessing to people, we'll be a blessing. And it's time for the church to quit saying, I'm Baptist, I'm Pentecostal, I'm full gospel, but we're a child of the king and we're a blessing to the world. When we start saying we're a blessing to the world and quit worrying about what that denomination and where we're at in life, but we're going to be a blessing to the world, the world will start changing and start seeing who is the one giving the miracles out, who has been raised up in the church to bring the church where it needs to be. It's time for the church. And when I say church, when I say time for the church, I don't mean abundant life. I really don't. <laughs> because the church is everybody. Anybody that accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, that's the church. See, I'm going to read this the way God showed me in Hebrews. He says, I'm going to read it backwards because it's 21 and 20. 20. Okay, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall be filled. When I first seen that, I started thinking that that scripture was backwards, both of them. 21 should have been 20 and 20 should have been 21. Because what we speak is going to fulfill us. How we speak is going to fill us. It's time for the church to start calling that they're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Oh, to give praise unto the king. Oh, that we're an heir and a joint heir to Jesus Christ. I want you to understand when you leave here who you are when you leave here and what, what, what can come from you, and that's him. Hey, when you speak his word upon people, it will bring people alive. Yes. Hey, if you don't believe me, look at Ezekiel. He rose to, he rose to bones, of dry bones. He just, they was very dry is what the scripture said, very dry. And he spoke God's word upon them. He spoke it and they come up and started rattling and there was a new life come up in them. I promise you there will be a new life if the church starts speaking what God is to them. I'm not the same person that I was 20 years ago. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I am a new creature. Old things passed away and all things made new again. I want you to understand you are created for his workmanship. <laughs> and because of that, in Matthew 21, 22, he says, he says, in all things whatsoever we shall ask in prayer, believing we shall receive. I don't care if it's a mountain that needs to be moved. I believe my God when he says, when I, when I abide in him and his word abides in me, whatsoever I ask of him, I get it. I don't, I don't waver anything because I believe, hey, I believe the righteousness of my faith. I believe when Abraham took Isaac up to sacrifice him, when Abraham was at the foot of the hill, God was there because God spoke to him. He had to tell him. It don't show it in Scripture nowhere. But when Isaac was at the foot of the hill, he said, where's the blood sacrifice? And Abraham looked back and he said, son, he said, God's going to provide himself as a sacrifice. And Abraham's faith, it was counted righteousness unto him. What is a righteous man? Someone who does not waver in faith. 
That's what righteousness is. And it says the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So when I pray, when I pray, I pray in faith. I believe what I ask God for, it's going to come. Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> so I'm going to give you some scriptures of who you are. Okay? Ephesians 2 and 10 says, For we are the workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And two good works. Listen, church, unto good works. I'm like James. I'm going to show you my faith by my works. Or I'm going to show my faith by my works. I said it backwards, didn't I? I'll show you my faith by my works. I don't believe he means that, that you can work your way to heaven. I believe when God tells you to move, just like he told Abraham to go, Abraham showed his faith by where he went. Well, God told me to preach today. I didn't, hey, I'll be honest with you, the cameras bother me. I was, I've was. i been sweating it. My tummy has been turned over a thousand times all week because I ain't very good in front of a camera. But I knew if I would set aside myself and allow God to speak through me, his word will, his word will come out the way he wants it to come. I asked Joey last night, I said, can you play in the background so I can get my mind off the sermon? <laughs> I really did. Because I know if I get myself out of the way, God can really do something great. Yeah. It ain't me. Trust me, if you really talk to me, I ain't very intelligent when it comes to speaking. I say some of the dumbest things, but God can speak things that I can't. I want you to understand, Paul said, in my weakness, that's when I'm strong. Where I'm the weakest, that's when God can do the most because it ain't me. He knows that I'm setting myself aside and allowing him to come up and raise up in me and do the work for me. That's what he wants. So when you don't think you can do it, that's when you're going to do it. That's when you can do the best. When I get confident that I can do it on my own, I promise I won't come back up here. Because then I'm relying on my own ability and not God's. So I'm telling you, we need the church to be complete this year so we can go out and do the things that God wants us to do. So we need you here. We need you to step up. We need to make the church complete. And if you're lacking and you think you ain't able to do it, I promise you, you will be able because you're going to rely on God to do it. And greater is he that's in us than in the world. So we can do great things because of him, not because of us. So it's time for the church to see us and see him in us. I don't know how many, or how many things that the pastor's got open here at the church. I really don't. He's probably told me, but you just don't know me very well. I can't remember all those things. But I do know we got plenty of openings for people to step up. And I'm asking you today to step up for the Lord. I'm asking if you, if you don't think you can, that's where you need to be. If you've got all confidence in the world that you can do it, yeah, I'd say I'd go something a little harder. I'll just be honest with you. I'd do something a little bit harder. Because God's got something greater. And he can use you when you're in your weakest spot. When you can't do nothing else. He says when you can't do nothing else, just stand. 
When I don't think I can go any further, I just stand. And I allow his work to come through me. And I allow him to speak through me and do his work in me because I know it's the only way I got a chance. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So we should walk in his work, in his good work. Now I'm going to give you a couple more and then I'll leave you alone. But I want you to know who you are. When you leave here and you can ask this question to yourself, and I want you, if you've got a wife or a husband, I want you to ask him, say, who are you? And I'll be honest with you. If they don't say I'm a child of the king, smack them in the back of the head one time. Just a little blood pack. It won't hurt them. Because we need to know who we are. And I'm going to challenge you, if you wake up to somebody every morning, you need to tell them who they are. I'm going to challenge you that when you wake up to your husband or your wife and your children, I'm the world's worst. I don't really speak good to anybody. I kind of just speak what I think and it don't. I need to get better at this is what I'm saying. I need to be better at that. I need to tell my children who they are. I need to tell my wife who they are. So I, it's just not me saying it to you. I'm saying it to myself. I'm, I'm as guilty as any. We need to tell one another who we are in Christ. Your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your mom, your dad, your co-workers. We need, to, we need to really tell who we are. We need to make sure we tell them, hey, you're a child of the king. Look how good it is. Because I promise you, it's good. When you're really walking in the, in the Spirit of God, it's really good. This was an easy sermon because I'm telling you, the Spirit was a-flowing. This was real easy because of God was flowing and because we come prepared to allow Him to flow within us. We should come every week allowing, knowing God's going to move. Knowing that his spirit's going to flow from Joey. Knowing it's going to flow from pastor. It's going to flow from one another. And we're going to be humble to his spirit. And when he tells us to stand up, we stand up. When he tells us to clap, we clap. Hey, it's time for the church to start giving God praise for those things. We are able to do things that we, we wasn't able to do without him. Listen, I'll tell you. Now, this was a long time ago. This was back a while back, quite a ways. I believe God protects us too. But we've got to speak his word upon our life. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's something you ought to tell yourself every day. That's something I need to tell myself every day. Because I ain't able to do nothing without him. I'll be hateful as I'll get out of the morning times. I'm not a morning person. You can ask Tara. I'm not a morning person. Five o'clock in the morning really aggravates me. Best thing I can do is go in there and read my Bible at five o'clock in the morning because that's where I need to be because he tells me who I am. I ain't going to lie to you. I can be one of the most hatefulest creatures on the, on the earth before I start reading my Bible in the mornings or I start listening to some music on my way to work or Whatever takes place, I have to have a little bit of God in me. I got to get him to raise up in me to show me how to be good and how to be humble and be forgiving. Because without him, I ain't nothing.
says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new again. What's our baptism shirt? Up with the, down with the old and up with the new. That old stays down here. The new comes up. I want you to understand what you are. You're something new. I don't care what you was six months ago. I don't care if you was the drunk or the dope head down the road or the man on the side of the corner. It does not matter. I told somebody one day I was one beer from being under the bridge with them. So I really cannot judge anybody. If it wasn't for my wife, I'd probably be there. I'll just be honest with you. I was heading that path. I want you to understand who God is. He sent her to me. He knew that I needed her to fulfill his promise unto me. You're here today and you've got that opportunity. I'm serious. We need to make sure that we know where we're heading. I don't care what you was last week. I don't care if you was the thief, the drunk. I don't care. We need to get to where we quit looking at people for what they was and start looking at people for what they are. It does not matter. What you was is what you are. I'm telling you, I want you to understand who you are. You can be, and you can... Jesus said he couldn't do no mighty miracles because Nazareth didn't know who they was. They didn't know who, they was, who was raised up in them. So there couldn't be no miracles performed there because they didn't know who they had been raised up. Do you know who's been raised up in you today? Do you know? I don't know why I'm stuck here, but I am. I'm stuck here because I want you to understand, do you know who can be raised up or who has been raised up in your heart and what you are able to do because of him? We do not have to beat ourselves up of what we was, but look to what he's done in us and, and to us. I want you to see this. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you my favorite scripture. Probably one of the scriptures that's kept me up. When I start beating myself up, that God showed me. A while back, or a long time ago, when I first got to be a Christian and I started first walking and I started reading the Bible, and yeah. 
And I could probably quote this, but I really don't. There's some things I just like to make sure that you understand completely. See, he says, ye have not chosen me. See, I don't believe we chose him. But I believe he chose us from the foundations of the world. He knew me at my worst, but he knew what I was going to become. See what I'm saying? He knew what I was, and he knew where I was at, but he knew where he was going to take me. He didn't save you because you, he thought you might be there. He saved you because he already knew what you was going to become in him. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. That's at work again. It's time for the body of Christ to start doing the work that God called them to do. I really believe it's time to quit worrying about how old you are and how young you are, how, uh, how much you don't know and how much you do know, and, and worry about what you can do in Christ because what he's done in you. And See, this is the last part of that scripture. I told you this is the reason why I'm like this, I guess. But that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. I believe when I do the work that God called me to do, I believe when I'm stepping out, when he tells me to step out, when I speak, when he tells me to speak, I believe when I do, that puts me in a category that I, I'm abiding in his word and in his truth. And when I ask him for something, I'm going to get it. I don't care what it is. I'm going to get it. Because I'm not going to ask him for something that I don't deserve. Because I'm abiding in him. Listen, I'm already rich. Now, you ain't, Gary's a banker. He didn't even look at my bank account. he tell you I ain't rich. But I am rich in Christ. Hey, listen, I've got something that so many people has looked for for years. I looked for it for years when I was lost. I looked into the bottom of a bottle, into a bag, into all kinds of stuff trying to find what I've got now. And they ain't no greater thing than what I've got now in my heart. Hey, he, he filled a void that I didn't think was possible to fill. When he raises up in you, he can do things that you can't even comprehend. Listen, when I was in high school, they could send me to the principal before they got me to stand up in front of people and read. That's a fact. I'd rather be failed, flunked out, expelled before I read something in front of somebody that's just me but when God starts moving in he gives you the ability to do it like I said in your weaknesses when you're going to be strong that's because that's what the word says so when you feel weak and you feel like you can't go no further just say okay God you got me you got me I am a chosen one I'm chosen by the king I told kids one time, I said, if you're looking for a prince, find you a godly man. Because you're a prince if you're a man. You're a princess if you're a woman. Because you're an heir, joint heir to Jesus Christ, and, and we sit on the right hand of the throne with the Father, which is the King of kings and Lord of lords. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, he is. I got on my cabinet up there at work, my toolbox, I got Jesus is. 
welded so nobody could take it off. That's a fact. Because he is my everything. He is my healer. He is my redeemer. I can't move without him. I've got to have him. He is. He's my strength. He's my rock. Listen, I hope you know who you are today. <laughs> I hope by today, by, well, I ain't going to hope because I'm going to say you are. You are a child of God. I'm going to give an altar call. I'm going to ask you if you ain't and you don't believe that you're going to go, if you pass away this very moment, if you don't believe, if you don't know where you're headed, please come up. Because I believe that we can, we can pray with you. And by the time you leave here, you'll know where you're heading. I know what God is able to do in your life. So I'm going to ask you to stand up and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this question. And I, you can say what you want. You can say it out loud. You can say it to yourself. Who are you today? Who are you today? Come on, church. Who are you today? We should be able to worship. If we're called and we say we're a child of God, we should be giving him praises today because of what he's done and how he's moved in our hearts. Hey, I'm telling you, if you're not saying that right now, it's the time to make that confession. All you've got to do is come with a broken heart and a contrite spirit and ask him and he will move into your heart and raise up a new creature in you. You can be so much more. You can have miracles come off your hands when you lay your hands up on people because you believe who he is and who was in you. It's your choice today. Let me ask you, are there anybody here that without me, I won't come back to you. But if you don't feel like you're on the right path or you don't feel like you're going to make it to heaven if something happened right now, would you raise your hand and let us at least just pray for you? At least call out, your, call out you unto God. I won't call out your name because I probably don't know it anyway, but I'm not very good with names. God had called y'all for something much higher than what we always let ourselves be. He called us to be so much more than what we are sometimes. And it's because we ain't telling and speaking who we are and who lives in us. So I'm challenging you today. There ain't none of you saying that you ain't going to church. I, I expect Next week when you come in here, when I get to watch it, because I have to work every other Sunday. I wish I didn't, but I do. I'm thankful for my job. But I'm expecting when I see the camera that I can't even hear Joey. There's so much shouting because y'all went all week speaking who you are. And I believe when you realize who you are, I believe you can give God glory abundantly because you know who he is. And y'all are shot the floors down in this place. Because I watch it. I don't get to watch it on Sunday, but I do watch it on Monday. Because I kind of want to miss service. 
So I, I want you to go all week tell yourself who you are in Christ. I give you plenty of scriptures of who you are. God wants you to know who you are today in Him. So husbands, I expect you to tell your wives who they are. Tara can hold me to that. I need to tell her more. God's been so good to us. Let's just give him praise today. Let's just, I mean, I mean, give him some praise because of who you are in him. You know what I mean? Herschel. I really appreciate that message today. The humbleness, the sincerity, the truthfulness in everything that he said. He had information, inspiration. As he's ministering the word, I began to think about some, some things that he had said and you know, perspective is everything. How you see yourself is everything. Yes. It's, 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 it's everything. How you see yourself. He talked about that God changed the name of Abram to Abraham. Abraham is also the first Hebrew mentioned in the Bible. He crossed over the river. And that's what the word Hebrew means, to cross over. And so when God begins to deal with you and do a work in your life, there's some things you're going to have to cross over. The same thing with Jacob. Jacob was a supplanter. He was a trickster. He was a manipulator. He was everything. But when he went through the passage of Jabbok and he unloaded all of his stuff, when he got to the other side, God said, I'm going to change your name. I'm going to call you Israel. You see, knowing who you are is a game changer. Knowing who lives in you, Paul said, in him I move and have my being. Paul said, I don't want to know anything about you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. First one I had dinner the other night and he was telling me a little bit about the message. He just basically told me the text and he told me the, uh, the scripture and the uh, title. And he asked me, he was serious. As we were sitting there eating dinner, he asked me, he said, who are you, pastor? Who are you? I said, I'm a child of God. And I, he'll, he'll vouch. He'll testify. I pulled out my phone. And you say, well, why you got your phone out? Because your phone, everybody here's probably got one. And it's, if you're like me, it's attached to your hip. You know, you can have apps. You have the ability to take notes on your phone. I have a prayer app on my phone. Um, and one of my prayers that I have on here when I pray is my declaration of who I am. And I let him read it. I don't even know. Stacy may have seen it. I'm not sure. But I pray this declaration over my life because... Joe, I got to know who I am. I got to know. 
So I want to, and I want to encourage you to do this. Go home today and write out your declaration of who God says you are in his word. And I'm going to read this to you this morning. My declaration, I declare I am saved. I am holy. I am righteous. I am free. I am called. I am anointed. I am a warrior. I am chosen. I am loved. I am disciplined. I am a husband. I am a father. I am a son. I am a brother. I am a friend. I am a soul winner. I am who God says I am. And I can do what God says I do. And I got a couple of spaces, and then I've got this. God, today, I choose joy, holiness, righteousness, light, forgiveness, and love. I don't want to forget who I am in him. Herschel gave you his favorite verse. I'm going to give you mine. Philippians 1 and 6. He that began a good work in you will continue that work until the day of Christ. When you got saved, God began a work in your life because he's trying to create in you who he has called you to be. I think it was Danielle. If I'm wrong, it may have been Britta. I can't remember. We had so many comments Wednesday night. But I think it was Danielle that said, we've got to see us how God sees us. And I can't remember which one. Maybe y'all both said it. I both said it. I can't remember. Get to see yourself how God sees you. So we, so we got one more song we're going to do this morning. Joey's going to lead us into worship. And I want you to begin to ask God, God, who am I? Who have you called me to be? What is my purpose? How am I to serve? How, what do you want me to do? Help me, Lord, to discover who I am in you. And I'm going to say this as nicely as I can say it. But I would say all of us are living beneath our privileges in the kingdom because we don't fully understand who we are. So we're going to sing one more song. I think it's called Great Are You, Lord, if, I, if I, my memory serves me correctly. And I just want you to worship. Let the depths of who you are connect with the depths of who he is. Let deep call out to deep in this last song and let God do a mighty work in your life. Restore. 
If you got a neighbor close by, just look at your neighbor and just look at him and say, I am 
who God says I am. And I can do what God says I can do. I heard Bishop T.D. Jakes years ago preach a message that God will call you to do things that in your own ability you can't do, but when you step out in faith, then God equips you with what you need to get the job done. Hallelujah. Come on, you ought to give God some praise today. Hallelujah.